This is Speaking of Faith First Person. This online exclusive is part of Repossessing Virtue, an ongoing series in which we search for fresh ways to think and talk about the current economic crisis. I'm Kate Moose, managing producer of Speaking of Faith. Here, I speak with Majora Carter. She is an urban strategist, the founder of Sustainable South Bronx, and she is host of The Promised Land, a new public radio program set to debut this year. Majora Carter, in what ways do you consider this a moral or a spiritual crisis of your own or of the culture we live in? It's so interesting because when I first started doing this work, I assumed that it had nothing to do with morality because, or a moral crisis per se, because it was clear that we were already in one, but that wasn't what was going to make people move out of it. Like, you know, morally we know that people shouldn't, you know, be dying of starvation or of environmental abuses or, you know, we shouldn't be damaging the earth the way that we do, but it still got damaged. You know, people got damaged. And um, so for me, it, I really thought of it more, if we could like sort of make the argument that this is an economic problem that we need to deal with, and it would be in our best economic interest to do it, then maybe some people would, t- would stand up and take notice. That if sustainability were seen as an economic issue, not a, not a moral issue. Yeah, because moral, morally, like people know, people knew slavery was wrong. People knew, you know, genocide is wrong. But still, these things happen. And it was just like, okay, let's, let's talk to people where they're at, as opposed to, you know, thinking that they're going to move to a higher level. But after really reading a lot about the, the words and the work of, of Martin Luther King Jr. and recognizing that, and, and Mandela, you know, and all, Gandhi and all the greats and Sojourner Truth and Harriet Tubman, mm. yeah, I realized mm. that their, their quests were spiritual quests. Mm-hmm. For them, it was as much of it's understanding that oppression is as bad for the oppressor as it is for the oppressed. Mm. And that's and, really unsustainable, isn't it? Completely. So once we help people, so that a huge part of our job is helping folks understand that their liberation is tied up in everyone else's, no matter how powerful they think they are. Exactly. And and you found that that strategy, that uh, presenting sustainability less as a moral issue, more as a pragmatic way forward, uh, was quite successful, did you not? Oh, it was very, very successful. I mean, it's, it still is. But I think that we can move and we need to evolve for the sake of humanity, you know, all of our people, because I still think that what we're missing, you know, is that spiritual center that keeps us from being so abusive to each other in the first place. Mm -hmm. And if we recognize that we were all, you know, each other's brother and sister, it would be harder to do those awful things that we do. Mm. You know, you mentioned that, of course, for many of the people we look to, Sojourner Truth, many, many others, uh, life work is necessarily and unavoidably a moral and a spiritual piece of work. Mm-hmm. In that framework, who are, our, what, are the, what are the virtues or um, what are the qualities that you are bringing to your work in this new economic environment um, either at work or at, even in f- your relationships or, or family. What are you doing that is different now, if anything, or how is it different and, and why? I'm trying to be much more joyful, deliberately so, you know, and, and take time to really appreciate all that we do have, all that I have, um, 
and really help because I think that's what's going to help make the work much more joyous to begin with. You know, when we understand that, you know, we're not fighting a losing battle, when we understand that, you know, there are so many beautiful things that we need to be and feel encouraged by. You know, we're watching, you know, we saw the, the, we saw what I thought I'd actually never see in my lifetime. You know, mm. America, you know, has its first black president. Mm. You know, one that's actually talking about the green economy as something that we should aspire to. And that's something that we're going to do because we think it's cute. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I'm so incredibly inspired because I know on some level the work that I've done has played a role in that, mm-hmm. indirectly or indirectly. I mm-hmm. don't really care. But, you know, the work that, you know, lots of people, you know, who have been struggling, you know, for years and who, you know, have found that there is joy in understanding that this is a beautiful thing that we're all striving mm-hmm. toward. And you, helping people see that beauty. You know, it it's so interesting, Majora, because we've talked to several people now and, and not uncommonly it's very it's counterintuitive, but not uncommonly words like uh, a new uh, expression of joy or gratitude or opportunity come up in these conversations. Most of us are spending some of our time walking around with kind of a woebegone look and very <laughs> worried about the future. So it's it's fascinating to me that you find this an opportunity to increase the practice of joy. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I have, I've only been doing this work about 10 or 11 years, and I've seen not just, you know, parks develop where there were former dump sites, but I've seen people's lives change, you know, as a result of, you know, getting the kind of training that they needed so that they actually could restore wetlands or could develop, help develop urban forests, you know, in, our, in like these very, you know, woe-begotten communities like the South Bronx. Mm. And, and I've seen how people, you know, many former convicts or many people who had, like, actually never had the, the um, understanding of people in their family actually even having jobs, suddenly understanding that they could be really powerful and that the, and the fruits of their labor could really could help a tree grow, mm. could help their family survive. Mm. And so for me, I'm like, what do I have to be upset about? <laughs> um, when it gets right down to it, when I know that, you know, folks' lives have been changed, you know, so much for the better mm. as a result of them understanding their place, you know, as a real important part of the natural world. Here's our final uh, question for you today, Majora. What kind of wisdom or leadership do you look for during this uh, this sort of continuing crisis? It's hard to call it a crisis because it's going to, it's with us, it's been with us, and it's mm-hmm. not going away anytime soon. What kind of wisdom or leadership do you look for really close to your life? I mean, when when you're lying awake at night or you're wondering uh, what's going to happen next, where do you look and, and where are you finding it? I heard a great saying not that long ago, a crisis is a terrible thing to waste. Mm. <laughs> and uh, I think about that now because, you know, we all have – so much wisdom. I mean, I look back at my life, you know, and, and I'm talking the life, you know, doing this work as an activist and urban strategist and all that good stuff. And uh, all I could think is, we've developed. We the tools have always been there. We've just not been comfortable and confident enough in our ability to help make things happen. And you know, as a black woman, and you know, coming from you know a really poor, challenged community. Um, you know, knowing that I've got something to offer the world, 
is a really, just my understanding that, you know, has been a tremendous source of power for me. And knowing that I've got something not, and I'm not always going to be on the receiving end, and that I actually do have something to give. And just giving it. Wow. That's where I get my strength. That is a very powerful close for our conversation. Thank you so much, Majora Carter, for taking the time to talk to us today. Pleasure mine. You've been listening to Majora Carter. She's an urban strategist. She is the founder of Sustainable South Bronx, and she's the host of a new public radio program called The Promised Land, which is scheduled to make its appearance this year. This is Repossessing Virtue, Speaking of Faith's continuing exploration of the economic crisis. For more, subscribe to the SOF podcast and visit speakingoffaith.org.